Hey, y'all, and welcome to Pain in the Pod. This week, I have my friend, Kirsty Moore. She has a great podcast called Reality TV and Me. Y'all, Kirsty is an Australian, so she gives her Australian take on American reality TV shows, which is fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating to me, and I think you'll like it, too. I talked to Kirsty about why she likes American TV. How does she get it? Like, logistically, how does she get it, how she got started, why she started. It's pretty interesting how she sort of came to watch American reality TV in the first place. We talk about Australian terms that I've never heard of and, of course, podcasts that she listens to. And then stay tuned at the end because you can find out how to get the Patreon with Kirsty, which, of course, is patreon.com slash pain in the pod. And we talk about all your burning questions about housewives. And she's got a lot of opinions. So take a listen to my interview with Kirsty and enjoy. Thanks. Hi, guys. Welcome to Pain in the Pod. This week, I'm talking to Kirsten Moore of the podcast Reality TV and Me. So Kirsten really goes by Kirsty and... Let me tell you what, this podcast is great because number one, I love an accent and Kirsty has a great Australian accent, but she's funny and she's got a huge knowledge of a lot of American reality TV, like more than most Americans probably have. And so not only does she have a number one rated podcast about reality TV in Australia, she also is a singer and she's an author and she's just all around a funny gal. And I know her through my friend, Aaron Martin's podcast, Pink Shade, we're both co-host on there every week. So welcome, Kirsty. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to finally be on your show and be able to talk about, oh, the things I love so well, these reality TV insane people that we just love to get into. <laughs> okay. Now, for, for my listeners, I'll tell you that like there's plenty of uh, shows out there that cover the housewives or other Bravo shows. But what's interesting and different about Kirsty's is that she's lives in Australia from Australia, gets these shows and then talks about them. But sometimes she'll have questions like what? Because it's not an Australian thing. So it's a very interesting twist on it. And of course, you know, great accent goes a long way. So as an Australian, how did you get into these American reality TV shows initially? Oh, God, you're taking me back to early day Vicky. I mean, RIP, Vicky Gongerson. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, She's not dead, guys. She's not dead. She's just off the show. <laughs> that's, that's not just like hot gossip of the week. Um, <laughs> no, she's she has been uh, sadly said goodbye to the show, which doesn't seem to be all her own uh, choosing, but... Yes, we've said goodbye this week to both Tamara and Vicky, so that's very sad, but also kind of necessary. Yeah, so I was right into it, what, 15 years ago, I guess, and I'm only 31, so this is half of my lifetime. Uh, my brain is uh, filled with this crap. I mean, I could know maths, but I know who Vicky Gumbelson was 15 years ago and what her face looked like. Like, that's in there. <laughs> so her old face. Her old face, yeah. But Seven wait. times changed over. <laughs> so you started watching this when you were 21 years old? Probably younger. I So I had a, you know how most people come to these shit shows, you know, in a dark time in their lives. I, <laughs> yeah. I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor at 21. 
So, yeah, I guess about that. And um, then I went through the surgery and chemo and all of that stuff. But it meant that I wasn't able to work, wasn't going out with my mates, you know, as you usually do at 21. So I was kind of stuck at home. And to fill the void where my gals, my gals about town, these housewives, these insane rich bitches... And uh, yeah, I just stay in bed. And honestly, after the surgery, it it was wild. I would watch about 19 hours of this trash a day, which is, you know, an addiction. And it has, it's not (laughs) not as bad, but you know, when you can't sleep and you're in pain, you're like, all right, well, you know, numb it a little bit with these insane people. Yeah. My first love was Dr. Drew. What is it? Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Yeah. And so, you know, when you've watched about 12 hours of Janice Dickinson and you still want more, (laughs) that's when you know you're in for the long haul. And look, at least I've got a podcast and I made something of it because otherwise it's it's just a worry, really. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'll I think that, too, about a a lot of us podcasters, like at least we have now for whether it's like murder or reality TV, at least we have a way to like channel our obsession. Something to show for it. (laughs) (laughs) right 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 oh my uh talking in school got me in so much trouble but now now I can uh, make a job of it exactly so you're at home recovering and you start watching these American tv shows Mm -hmm. I guess you know in my mind as a American I'm thinking okay Australia is like on the other side of the world (laughs) so surely you got your own set of tv shit shows you can watch over there so what made you uh, turn over to ours? We're just yeah. so many terrible Americans to watch or? I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It's different here. This is the way I kind of think about it. You guys created Jersey Shore, which was like, as soon as Jersey Shore came out, we were like, what is a snooky? What is happening? Who are these insane people? I'm from Mississippi. I was like, what's a snooky too? I didn't know what that was. I'm from, <laughs> right. I didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. And that looked completely wild and it was like the first time we'd seen, you know, young 20-year-olds kind of getting drunk and having sex on TV and we're like, what's happening to the world? And then the Brits took it over and they brought out Geordie Shaw and then we were like, oh, no, this is next level. This is what can really become of trash TV. And Australians are more like the British version of reality TV. We kind of take things like a little bit more um, rough around the edges. We have this word here called bogan, which is kind of like the Australian version of a redneck. Everything's just a little (laughs) bit more rough. And when I saw, you know, not to say that, you know, the housewives are really classy, but they're pretending to be. And I kind of liked that. And I like that there's money and extravagance and it has kind of fallen in the last few years. But at the start, it was really just that, especially when you're going through something really heavy. I know a lot of people come to the housewives through grief and obviously I was struggling with illness. To have watched these petty problems play out with these rich bitches on TV, it was mind numbing in a way that I just needed at the time and it stuck with me. Does that make any sense? It totally does. And it's interesting what you're, the the point you're making about people like putting on airs or pretending to have money when the producers like totally troll them and show, <laughs> you know, to show that maybe they're not as high mighty as they think of themselves, mm-hmm. maybe, I guess. That is so interesting. And so, okay, so in Australia, 
which by the way is like on my bucket list of places that like I want to go, but you know, you have to, you got, you, you got to carve out two weeks. Like you can't go that oh, far yeah. and do it. You know, you got, you got to carve it out. So my husband and I keep like, when we get the kids off to college, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. So just a few more years and I'm coming for you. Yes. So now this is a dumb question and I've asked you before, how do you get American TV? Okay. So, I mean, Australia is becoming more and more Americanized. So we get a lot of it anyway, just, you know, with our Netflix and all of our different, you know, paid channels and stuff like that. But other than that, we download a lot of stuff, certainly not illegally because I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever propose that as an option. No, never. never. No. Mm-hmm. But no. yeah, we, we find our ways. I, that's the thing that I, I wish I could remember is what was the first time I, like, how did I even discover uh, celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. How did I discover that first episode? I think on Foxtel, um, on one, one one of our paid TV channels, we had just started getting Real Housewives of OC and it just was a shitstorm of evolution from there of me just absorbing all the trash I could find. But yeah, there's still some shows that, I mean, I was probably exploring on YouTube and these certain trash shows would pop up and I would just grasp them. I used to watch a lot of Dr. Phil and I think Dr. Drew yeah. was on that as a guest and perhaps he mentioned his show, but honestly, we just seek it out. And, you know, my brother's been downloading Survivor, American Survivor and American Bachelor and Bachelorette for about the last 20 years. So he's all up on this stuff. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm like, Ben, can you get me that show? And you know, next week he'll bring over the box set. So he, he finds a way. We find a way. Well, now, how did you decide, though, okay, I'm going to turn my love of this American reality shows, I'm going to turn that love into a podcast. Were you one of these people that sort of like, when podcasts started getting big, you started thinking like, gosh, there's a podcast for everything. Like, I, I hope there, I wonder if there's a podcast about the stuff I love, you know? Yeah. So how, how did you decide, like, I think I'm going to do an Australian version of my podcast about American shows. Yeah. So, well, it's funny. I didn't really even think about it as doing an Australian version about American shows. I just, which I suppose it has become, but I just wanted to do a podcast about the shows that I loved. You know, these are my favorite shows. These are my feel good shows, my zone out shows. When I watch TV, I want to be killing brain cells, not watching a documentary and building building them. <laughs> I, I, I want to zone out and es- like escapism, you know. So I yeah. um, these are just my favorite programs, these Housewives and Vanderpump Rules, of course, as well. And so I don't know. I just that's that's what I wanted to cover. But I was late to the game. I um I was listening to a lot of housewives related podcasts for about five years and always thinking, Oh, I I should do that. I would love to do that. And, you know, kept kind of talking myself out of it because I didn't know how to use the recording equipment. I didn't know how to get guests. I didn't know how to do any of the stuff. And then when I was living in um, London last year for the year, I, I moved there to write my book that you mentioned briefly at the start. And my book is heavy. It's uh, all about, grief and loss and heartbreak and of course the spinal cancer and all of this really you know pretty intense stuff and um, I thought I'd move there because I was actually born in England but moved here as a baby and my dad's British was British uh, he's passed away now and so I thought oh it'd be nice to you know be in 
his old stomping ground where my parents fell in love and take all that in while I'm writing and it'll be so lovely and and um, inspiring and turns out I'd kind of romanticized it and it was just horribly isolating <laughs> and depressing so I was like well this is tough and you know at home if I write something a chapter that's really heavy I can debrief with mum or I can talk to my psych or I can just you know see a friend but here I didn't know anyone and I was like oh my god this is really this is a lot so I started doing the podcast because I wanted something light and fluffy and vapid and fun to kind of even that out. And it really helped. Even just connecting with people and having someone to talk to just about this silly stuff once a week or however often it was really broke up the heaviness of the book writing. So, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was just the right time, I suppose. And I didn't even need to learn how to – I just record like, – it was so bad at the start. I was just recording straight into my phone, no headphones, no microphone, nothing, because I didn't have equipment. I was travelling and just released it that way. I would send it to my brother in Australia. He would put it onto the interwebs and put it on, you know, uh, iTunes or wherever they go and – um yeah, it was. It was just. It was just. So, you sound like me. Yeah, however, like, it gets yeah, there. I don't know. It flies through the ether into the 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 cloud, <laughs> and then it's just developed since there. So, I've learned how to use certain different equipment and keep evolving and editing and yeah, it's just a work in progress. Even even now, that's amazing. I'm proud of oh, you, Kirsty. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh, that is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com slash smart for details. Okay, we're back with Kirstie Moore of Reality TV and Me. So we're talking about how you get these American shows. So this will be my last question about you watching and how you watch it mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm obsessed. And here's why. Because this summer I went to uh, Mexico with my husband on a little getaway. And I was so excited because I got in the room and it had... The, our room had Bravo TV and TLC, which, Hi. you know, I've been the 90 Day Fiance world. I was like, I'm not going to have to miss a beat up on this vacation. I'm going to be able to watch my programs. No, it was completely different programming. Like oh. TLC, when 90 Day was supposed to be on, it was some rerun of something else. And then Bravo, whenever something was supposed to be on, it was a rerun of something else. So it was totally different in Mexico. <laughs> I thought you were going to say so, it was in a different language. <laughs> Oh, um, (laughs) well, that too. All the commercials, all the TV is in English, but all the commercials were in Spanish. So we just said, you know, forget it with the TV. But I had to watch a couple of things through like YouTube, Mm -hmm. which I had never done before. So I'm just wondering, like, so it's like tonight I watch what's on tonight, Project Runway on a Thursday night. If I watch Project Runway, are you watching it at the same time, but it's morning the next day? This is so, math. This is math. That I, I don't mean, get. I just told you I don't know maths because I know Vicky Gumbel's in Seventeen Faces. But I, <laughs> so I have this program called Hey You. It's what we have here, and they have it in in Britain as well. So I was able to keep up when I was in London. H A Y U, and we get it. They say same time as the U S. 
that the shows come out. So it's all the Bravo shows, all Kardashian shows, which I don't watch, but they're all on there if anyone's interested. You know, they have some some stuff like Tyler it's not Tyler Perry medium. What's his name? Tyler Henry. <laughs> Tyler Henry. <laughs> Getting confused. Tyler Perry medium is the new show you need to pitch. Look, I would watch that. <laughs> yes, but it has a bunch of like the shows I watch. Don't. It's hard for us to get TLC, and that's that's where I'm with you. Where I'm sort of searching on YouTube or searching on um, streaming air devices where they have half the screen is is covered in something else and then you've got this tiny little box in the corner that you can watch your program in or <laughs> the voice is up a little higher and you're like this doesn't seem right but at least I'm watching my programs look this is I suffer <laughs> or like it. the mouth is <laughs> yeah. off like the mouth is off and you're like wait wait sometimes they sound like it's ahead, yeah. and I'm like am I really gonna watch this I'm like Look, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Um, so, yeah, I feel you. But Hey You is good. That's where I get all my my Bravo trash. And, yeah, the rest of the time, a lot of it we get on on TV as well. Well, we used to get a bit more. But, yeah, a lot of the Australian shows are taking over now. We've got Australian Married at First Sight coming out on next week. Yay. And that will take up. That kind of takes over the world. That's four nights a week. The entire country goes mad. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's full on. Like it's all over the news. This is like the, the event of the year for, for Australian television. It's a little bit like Britain has some of those shows where they're on five nights a week. Like it's like a, like a love Island or something, yeah, but it's on like all the time. Like you can watch it all the time. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like Big Brother, you know, when they had – we didn't have that anymore, but it used to be on, you know, every single night for a couple hours and it was just basically all you could watch. So you have to get invested basically. And um, and now I guess like TV is kind of dying out because we've got Netflix and all of this amazing streaming platforms. So they they grab onto something popular with both hands and, and – probably suffocate the life out of it they did that with MasterChef as well but look they still got about 10 seasons out of it so <laughs> the networks aren't complaining that's so interesting I think that's another reason we kind of reach out for these American shows because we just want variety as well like I love Married at First Sight I watch the the American one and I recap it with uh Aaron Martin who you you talk to a lot from Pink Shade um but that's, you know, that's that's once a week we watch that. This is, uh, I'm embarking on taking on Married at First Sight Australia for, for my show. <laughs> I didn't realise it was four nights of viewing a week. So. Now, how are you, you going to do that? I mean, because live, you're not going to but... talk. Yeah, I mean, are you going to watch it four nights and then on the fifth night you'll do a recap? <laughs> I'm hoping I mean... it's going to be a half hour episode. I don't know yet. They might be longer, but I think I'll try and and bulk them up, like save them um, on my TiVo or whatever and and watch them all in one and then do the recap once a week rather than do, you know, four recaps, one after each episode. So I think that's the only way to do it because otherwise my head will explode. Otherwise you're just going to be like chained to your computer. Yeah. That's crazy. So for something like that, will you find an Australian podcaster or will you still talk to the Americans? No, I'll find an Australian podcaster to, to work with me for that. I haven't – so with my reality TV and me show, I tend to have different co-hosts for each episode. If I like people, you know, they come back a few times, which is really fun because then you get to build a rapport. 
I'd, you know, love to have a more consistent, you know, one-on-one co-host for Maths Australia because, you know, you can, you, like, you know, with working with Erin and, you know, when you have the same person constantly, you really build a friendship and it just becomes very natural, yeah. the back and forth, which is really nice. The variety is amazing as well. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do there. But I have a couple of people in mind, Aussie guys, that I think would be amazing uh, to, to jump on the show with me. So we'll do a couple of shows and test it out and see who we gel with and go from there. It's all trial and error in this podcast world. None of us it really is. know what we're doing. <laughs> How dare oh, sorry. you? Sorry. How dare you? You've got, I know. You've got the I, microphone. You've got the piece of paper in front of you that your newsreader husband got brought my paper. in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, another thing I, I want to ask you about is there are Australian Bravo shows. Yes. So do you cover those as well? Do you cover Real Housewives of is, is, is Melbourne? Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne. So um my Melbourne? Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne. We say Melbourne. Melbourne. Um <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so Real Housewives <laughs> of Melbourne hasn't been on the air for about two years. So I started my podcast um, almost exactly a year ago. So I that wasn't showing when I started, but it's coming back this year. I'm so oh, wow. excited. We haven't found out when exactly yet. I was hoping it was going to be early in the year, but now they're saying probably mid-year, but I will be definitely covering that. I went to a Christmas lunch held at Lydia Schiavello's house. She's one of the original uh, housewives from Melbourne trying to get the inside goss to find out when it was coming back and who was going to be on it. Like they were pretty tight lipped about it, but she did say her and Gina Liano would definitely be coming back. She said that the four main girls would be coming back and I don't know who she means. So maybe Chica, if anybody watched it and the fourth, I don't know, maybe Janet, is she a main one? I don't know. I know. I never watched it. I know a lot of people did. And I know some other podcasts like Watch What Crappens uh, covered yeah. it. But I don't know how many seasons it were. It's one of those things. I was like, how many seasons was it? Should I Should I get invested? Is it too overwhelming? Mm, it was- Do I need closed captioning? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> these, these ladies are real bogan. So that kind of, uh, yeah, very strong Australian. What is that word? Is the word that means redneck? Yeah, bogan. B-O-G-A. B-O-G-E-N? I think it's A-N, Bogan. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to make it clear. Okay. <laughs> Bogan, yeah. I don't think if you're calling somebody a redneck, you need to say it's some, it. It's classic. No, exactly. <laughs> it's somebody that drinks uh, VB, which is Victorian bitter, like our version of like the cheapest beer you can get in a can. And they wear those like white uh, wife beater shirts with the cut off arms and, you know, like good fun, good fun of a night out. Yeah. Wearing flip flops or what we call thongs, but we know that you guys don't. Don't use that word in the same sense as us. <laughs> so yeah, good fun of a night out, yes. but not some, not uh, not necessarily husband material, I suppose, in my book anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, these That's these amazing. girls, like I love it because they look so classy and they're so dressed up and they have all this wealth, and then they have these these accents that are just slap you in the face and you're like, whoa! It's just the kind of this polar <laughs> thing going on. Um, kind of fu- yeah, I love it so. Yeah, this uh, which Housewives franchise would you compare it to, American wise? I this is probably quite insulting for everybody involved, but maybe because <laughs> it's that okay. Kind of, 
uh, it's sort of just uh, very rough. I love that they're very, very rough mm-hmm. and there's no hiding. Gina Liano in particular, she she's amazing. She's uh, actually a judge and she's the one that dresses oh. like a drag queen. And I've seen her. Yeah, yeah, you can't miss her, even if you're halfway across the world. She wears these ball <laughs> gowns. Anytime she leaves the house, she's in a full sequined gown, tight fitting. She's actually a fashion designer and her sister is a very famous fashion designer, Bettina Liano in Australia. But her fashion is wearing a disco ball and she wears this big hair. I'm sure she wears about three wigs on top of each other. And she always does her eye makeup, <laughs> like literally drag queen-esque. And that's her, that's her style. And it's fabulous. But she, then she opens her mouth and she's like, you know, real bogan like this kind of. And it's, and it's fascinating. <laughs> and she's so smart. And when I met her at this Christmas lunch, because she was also at uh, Lydia's house, she she's so engaging. She just, she'd done two court cases that day and then rushed over to Lydia's to join the party. And she wears that makeup. I have people that have worked with her in the legal sector and she wears that full drag makeup to do her judging um, the entire, all day. And it's just amazing because people always ask her, you know, do you, do you get taken seriously? How do you you know, do people they might think you're you're vapid for wearing all that makeup? She's like, well, I win cases, so I get the job done. What are you going to do? That's crazy. Yeah, it's mad. That's cra- that. Yeah, it does remind you of some of the people on um, Real Housewives yeah. of Dallas because of all that makeup. Yeah. You know, it makes my face just sweat just thinking <laughs> about it. Oh my gosh! All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Kirsty Moore of Reality TV and me. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups. It would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. Okay, I'm back with Kirsty Moore of Reality TV and Me. All right, now let's talk about podcasts in general. So you started listening to podcasts, tacked on to your initial love of Dr. Drew, which turned into your love of uh, Housewives. And that's how you started your podcast, yeah. right? And, you know, a, gr- a girl and a phone and a dream. And now look at you. <laughs> look at me now. Like, <laughs> look at you now. A girl and a microphone. And a so what? I've <laughs> <laughs> got a real microphone. I have this gold microphone that I travel with. And Aaron's like, look Aww. at your gold microphone. I'm like, you can get one too. <laughs> Amazon. But tell me, what podcast are you listening to? Well, I, I, w- I won't preface it. You just tell me what podcast you're listening to. Okay, so I listened to it a little bit. Dr. Drew actually does have his own podcast. Um, I haven't listened to it in a while, so I can't remember what it's called, but it is something, something Dr. Drew. And that's 
right? Yes. Because it covers a lot of addiction stuff, not just addiction, but any kind of like mental health sort of sector, addiction to not just drugs and alcohol, but technology and sex and love and all kinds of stuff like that. So I find that really interesting. If anyone watched the show, he has some of the, can't really call them co-hosts, some of the other therapists that he works with on the show with him. I also love, well, I have to make a mention of my brother's podcast. He does one called Insane Rambling. Oh. Yeah, he has a podcast too. Um, he started... Back when it's called Sane Ramblings or Insane, insane ramblings. ramblings, which incidentally, okay. I'd, you know, he'd been putting out episodes for about a year. He started it 10 years ago and it took me about a Whoa. year. Yeah, he was right in there at the start. He does it with his best friend, uh, Vicky, and they do it about once a fortnight. And it's just, you know, pop culture slash what's going on in their lives. Hold on. Once a fortnight, does that mean oh, every two weeks? Yeah, once every two weeks. Erin <laughs> picked me up on that the other day. She's like, I love when you say fortnight. Like, I feel like you're in Downton Abbey. <laughs> uh, well, I just was like, let me just make sure that's every two weeks. Every okay. two weeks. All right, yeah. continue. All right. But you've got right. 10 years of back catalogue to listen to. And, and they're wow. hilarious. Yeah, they're really good. But the name Insane Ramblings, um, I used to gig a lot when I was 19, 18, 19. I did a lot of gigs around Melbourne and I was really nervous. So, you know, back when you were that young, I hadn't really done live performing except at school and I would get on stage and kind of just ramble between the songs and I was confident when I was singing but then I felt like I had to kind of, you know, you watch your celebrities talk between their songs and they're all smooth and they've done, said the same thing 10 times. And I wasn't like that. I just was trying to be. So I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. and apparently <laughs> I was listening to an episode one day and that's where he got the name of his show from. So look, you find inspiration oh, everywhere. So. <laughs> because of your insane ramblings between songs. Yes. yes. Ooh, My all time okay favorite podcast and I actually just saw these guys live last week they were here in Melbourne they're from uh from London my dad wrote a porno have you heard of this oh my god that is my friend Ingrid's favorite podcast she does all the patreon she does everything she's obsessed I didn't know they had patreon so there you go I'm getting on that immediately they are so funny I am sure okay explain to my listeners what my dad wrote a porno is because it does sound terrible it sounds insane doesn't it and look (laughs) yeah you have to push through the first episode and then you once you're into so my dad wrote a porno okay there's this guy Jamie and he's about early 30s and he has these two best friends James and Alice and Jamie's dad approached him one day with a manuscript of erotica and Jamie thought it was so funny and so awkward that he decided to read it to his friends on a podcast on a microphone and record Mm. it and their reactions were just so funny and so insane that they have done Five seasons of this is how much his dad has written of reading his dad's erotica, and it is wild. He does the dad does the dad keep writing? Oh. He keeps replenishing, or this is all from the original manuscript. So he wrote four books. They're they're very very short books, but four books before they started recording, and he's continued to write since. So we are at no shortage of of information, but seemingly we have no idea how Jamie came to be. He's got three sisters because seemingly the dad has absolutely no idea of, about <laughs> the female body or sex at all. 
Um, it's just it's just so funny. It's it's crass. It's weird. Again, you get the funny accents in the Brits, and I think that yeah, adds yeah, yeah. to it because they're reading such filth, but they've got these really posh accents, and so it's really it's just wild. And I saw them live last week, and it was I was crying with laughter the whole time. Honestly, highly recommend everyone get into that. It's my top. Yeah, my friend Ingrid loves that. She always puts it on her on her top list. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm always like, this is like offending my southern sensibilities. I can't listen to something that's porno. <laughs> would, she was would. like, it's not porno. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So that's your number one of all that time. Would be my number one, I think, of all time. And of course, I have to recommend Shade with Erin Martin, as I'm sure you would agree, because we both feature heavily. Yes. In that. Um, I, I <laughs> of course. <laughs> so obviously, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do the, um, currently I do the Married at First Sight uh, recaps with her once a week, and you do 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup. Is that right? Yeah, all sorts of all stuff. Sorts yeah. Of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a new show, tell me if I'm getting carried away, but there's a new show, if you ever watched The Office, which who didn't, called Office Ladies with Jenna Fisher, who played Pam, and Angela Kinsey, who played Angela. And they are going through the entire season of The Office, recapping the episodes, and sometimes they get other cast members to come on and give some insight. So that's a really fun, kind of simple one as well, if you just want easy listening Okay, did you watch the original British office? Yes. And then when the American one came out, you watched yeah, that one I too? Yeah, I watched all of them. I've probably seen them all about three times through. <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay. I don't know why. I'm, I'm so, like, astounded. I guess it's just because when I've been to other countries, I've been to, like, you know, France or yeah. whatever, and everything is in another language. So I guess with... Being an Australian, you speak English just like if you go to England. I guess I don't know why I'm so surprised that you know all these shows. Like, it's just like blowing my mind. I don't know. Like, down under, you're like, yeah. you know, I saw I saw the Oprah Australia special. I mean, you know, that, that's, about, that's about as far as I go. When you were talking about um, Mexico earlier, I was laughing because I was in Mexico last year for a friend's wedding and... I put on the TV and first thing that came up again was just this, this, I was surfing the channels to find my trash and everything was in Spanish, but I found, um, what's her name from Geordie Shaw, Charlotte. She hosts this new show called Tattoo, something about, I don't know, tattoos, but um, what it is, is people doing really, really like best friends or exes sometimes or partners and they find out halfway through they've cheated. So they write evil tattoos on each other, but the other person doesn't know what it is. And it's so shocking and so hideous because these tattoos are on for life and they are just the most ridiculous, horrible things you've ever seen. And it's meant to be a joke, but it is cringe. So I was watching that in Spanish because... (laughs) Sounds horrible. I couldn't understand any of it, but at least I could still see their faces as their tattoo was revealed to them. So, look, I didn't get any English stuff to catch up on, even if it was the wrong programming, but at least I got to see Tattoo You Love Me or whatever it's called in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. Listen, I think you've got a, you've got a, a wealth of knowledge of American television. I think it's I think Nothing it's amazing. <laughs> um, all right, so tell tell my listeners where they can find out more about you and reality TV and me. And do you have like a one spot where all your stuff is in case anybody wants to hear your music, find out about your book, all that yeah. stuff? Yeah, the easiest way is to go to my website, which is kirstenmore.com.au. 
and that has the that has links to the podcast, even podcasts that I've done with other people on their shows. It's all there in one easy little hub. It has all my music and links to YouTube videos. I've done some music videos um, for some of my songs. And it has my, my link to my blog, which is called Gutter Glitter. So all of that is on there. My book is, is basically going to be an adaptation of many of the essays in my, on my blog. So if, you, if you've read the blog or if you want to have a look at it and it interests you, that's hopefully what will come to you this year, fingers crossed, if I get to finishing this book. So, um, yeah, it's all there. And, and otherwise, I'm spread all over the joint with my socials. My, oh, it's a disaster, honestly. But everything is either reality TV and me for the show, if you, wherever, you know, you listen to your podcasts. My Instagram for reality TV and me is by the same name. Um, so you can find that easily enough. My personal Instagram is She's Pernicious in an homage to our Camille Grammar. Camille Grammar. Archie, whatever her name is now. And I'm also on Twitter by she's pernicious because I couldn't get reality TV and me. So I'm very, I'm very slow in the game. I've only just joined Twitter, even though it's been around for 10 years. So (laughs) I tried to resist, but there I am. So yeah, you can find me in all of those places. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been fun. And I've been wanting to have you on to talk about your podcast because I just want my listeners to always have lots of choices when they want to listen to shows about the shows. So Kirstie's is a great one and it's funny and it's amazing to hear her take on it. And, uh, just, I've loved listening to it over this time that I've gotten to know you through Aaron. So listen, it's the podcasters. We're all like, it's a cross. What's the word I'm looking for? Crosshatch. We're always uh, crossing over each other. So this has been great. Yeah. Thank you. It's been so nice getting to know everybody and getting to know, you know, certain people in the podcasting community. And you're right. It does kind of just keep growing and evolving and, you know, becoming real, real relationships rather than just, you know, even though I'm halfway across the world, rather than just a working relationship. So I'm making, making real friends, which has been really nice. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Hey, and if you want more with Kirsty, take a listen on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash pain in the pod. Thanks.